Haters pitch on the way to Hayward. Swung on, hit in the air, right center field and deep. Back toward the wall, it's got a chance. That ball is gone for a home run. Jason Hayward, a three-run homer, and the Cubs lead 3-2. Can you believe it? I can believe it. Wonderful season for Jason Hayward last year. Had an 848 OPS and obviously playing terrific gold glove type defense. The Cubs is a team. We're a gold glove team, and he's a big reason for that. He called in, so we're going to hang out with him, which is good. He joins me now on the Alpamani Ford hotline. Alpamani Ford out in Melrose Park is 500 new and used vehicles for you to choose from. You can just go to apford.com. And now the Cubs right fielder joins me here on the score. Jay, what's up, man? Lawrence, what's happening, bro? How are you? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm great, man. I'm great. It's good to be back around baseball, um, you know, see teammates, you know, get the, the spring – you know, whatever's out of the way. And, you know, every day we're one day closer to getting back to Wrigley. Did you hear the news that the mayor has said that there's going to be up to like 8,300 fans that are going to be allowed at Wrigley Field for you guys on opening day? I did just hear that news, actually, when I got back in from practice. And, you know, it's a start, man. It's a start. It's definitely better than opening day. You know, with what we had last year, we obviously get to kick it off in April and, you know, we get to start the year off with some fans in the stands and hopefully that number increases gradually throughout the year. Yeah, that means that, that we're doing the right things and we're getting healthier as a, a country and a society. What What's it been like? Because I know there's been a few fans at Sloan. So what's it been like to have fans back in the stands? Um, it's, it's been pretty cool. I think, you know, for me, it's it's nice to know that people get to come out and hang. And, and do that and, and enjoy the venue. Again, I think Arizona spring training is, you know, probably one of the best when you talk about um, just proximity, people being able to travel close enough to different stadiums, different ballparks. They can check, check a, a lot of teams off their list at once. But I know over here at Mesa, for us, a lot of people do gravitate over here because it's just beautiful facility. you got the stands, you got the lawn, and, you know, I feel like the Cubbies do a great job of keeping everybody safe. So it's just nice to see people enjoying that again and, and getting back to that aspect of life. I know that for last year you had a really solid season. So I, I don't know if it necessarily affected you that there weren't fans in the stands. But I know that there are other players that build off of that energy. So what was it like to play in empty stadiums? No, I, I appreciate that, bro. It was, um, it, was, it was a fun year. And when I say that, I say it because – you know, the way it started, it looked like we were all going to be sitting at home and right and not get a chance to go play the game we love and compete. And, you know, you know, a lot of guys put a lot of work in to be ready to go play baseball. Um, so that part of it was fun. Um, some new challenges, but it was definitely tough because I think, you know, coming down the stretch, especially at Wrigley, you know, we're playing in a close division race per usual and you don't have that extra added adrenaline from your fans you know something that's something we earned you know to come down the stretch with to you know be in first place and, and make that push to win the pennant and you know I think that's just a missed aspect for us on the north side of Chicago um, but also you know our team travels well when it comes to the fan base so it was just just a different vibe and having to create our own you know, our own sounds our own music our own you know chants and whatnot but you know those are things that we always do but when you have to do extra to add and, and compensate for fans not being in the stands, I think it is a bit draining. 
Is it a little weird that you guys did win the division and it feels like people are treating it like you didn't win the division last year? Uh, I mean, that's, you know, to be honest to me, that's just a part of uh, being somewhere with high expectation. I think that's also a part of playing in Chicago. You know, the ups are really high. The lows, they're not so low. Um, I feel like there are other places that go really, really negative. But when it comes down to it, you know, the roller coaster is just a very quick one, you know. And I think as a player, it's very easy to fall into that if you let it happen. But you know, I think our group does a good job. And, you know, the guys that we've had here since since I got here in 16, you know, regardless of the outcome of a game, series, or the season, you know, we, we try to stay positive and we try and ride the positives out. I know that a couple of your teammates have moved on. You, Kyle Schwarber is now playing for the Nationals. Albert Almora Jr. has moved on as well. But there's a, a, a still a tight core of you guys. They're still around. And it seems like, from what Jed has said so far, that we know that this is going to be you guys' opportunity, at least the opening day. Does that make it so that guys aren't worried or, or nervous about getting moved during the spring? Um. I mean, I think it's the reality of the business. You know, guys that are, you know, in in a walk year, or even guys that you know, not necessarily a walk year. Someone, uh, you know, I'm not. I don't want to single people out, but you know, guys that have a couple years left or three years left, you know, they can be moved, of course, because they don't have, you know, something. In my situation, I have ten and five, and you know, a no trade clause like someone like John Lester had. You know, so the reality of the business is like you can be moved at any time. But I think um, the comfort that these guys have is the fact that we know what we're capable of here in this room together. We've seen a lot of special things happen. These guys love playing here in Chicago. They love playing for the Cubs. Um, They love the group. They love our vibe. They love the atmosphere when it comes to showing up to work every day and going to compete and having fun doing your job the right way. So um, I think while they have that, they're going to make the most of it and not take it for granted. Cubs right fielder Jason Hayward joining me here on The Score. Jay, what's something that you're seeing at camp that the the Cub fan who's been stuck here in Chicago can't see about your team? Um, I think it is nice to have a uh, a different mix of a different vibe, sort of, so to speak. And I think when I say that, it's um, it's I think some guys that were here, like Riz in 14 and years prior to 2015, you know, having guys come in from other organizations um, that are hungry and want to win, right, looking for their chance to, you know, maybe establish themselves, whether it's a multi-year deal, whether it's, you know, going to the postseason for the first time or, or have new life into the postseason. Again, I think we have a very exciting group when it comes to that because you got guys that have experience going into the postseason got guys hungry um, to come back and have great years when it comes to health on the pitching side and, you know, position player-wise. So I think it's just something that everyone can't see. You know, there's there's the stuff that's out there about, oh, well, you know, money this and, and money that and, you know, weren't, didn't look like we were going to make a whole lot of moves and whatnot. But I, mean, I would say our roster is constructed pretty well right now in the aspect of you got world champions, you got all-stars, you got gold glovers, you got guys to have done a lot of special things late into the year, and there's some experience in that. So gelling that together is going to be a lot of fun. Rossi has talked about he's been very proud of the defense that you all played last year. For a guy that's defensive-minded, like you're one of the best to do it, what did it mean to know that, that your manager and the league kind of recognize how good a defense you guys played as a squad? 
Um, I mean, it, it's cool. I think um, when you do so well at it that you have to be recognized, I think, um, you know, it just shows why we won the division when people felt like, I mean, even, you know, some of our guys, you know, they didn't have the season that they wanted to have in the regular season. And, you know, we did end early in the postseason. But to be able to win a tough division, you have to do a lot of little things right that won't always show up in the stat book. And I think our defense speaks to that. And it, and it gave us momentum. It gave our pitchers some cushion to go out there and feel confident throwing strikes. And we were able to go out there and grind out of bats and, and come up with a way to win a game even when we didn't feel like it was pretty. The last time I saw you, you were at the at, on the far south side, Jay, like with the Players Alliance. Like I, I snuck in, you know, like I, I didn't <laughs> want to bother you because you were out here doing really good work. I, I got to tell you, man, I don't think you understand. Like, I'm a kid that grew up not too far away from where you were. Like, I grew up, you know, 112th in Halston. You guys were, like, around 119th in Halston. For us to see a Cub come all the way down that far to the south side, it was a dope experience. So what was that experience like for you to be out there with the Players Alliance doing good work? Um, you know, it was it was really humbling to be out there. It was a lot of fun to be out there to know we're we're doing something good, but just to be a presence. Um, you know, love wearing the cubby pinstripes, love representing the north side, um, by all means, but you know, just not you know, not turning your back to things that are important. And, you know, you can't cover everything. I think that's the tough part about this job or being an entertainer, um, you know, an athlete. You know, people do ask all the time, Well, what about this? What about this? And I'm like, Look, no, I understand that, but when we can do things and when we can come together and when we can bring awareness and help people out, it's it's a great feeling. So just to be in Chicago and know I'm affecting you know Chicago here, not just on the baseball diamond, um, the city city that I love and appreciate, and just know, letting people know like I want to see it be great and I want to see people that might be in need or or feel like that you know, they need you know a little extra help. Like hey, we're bringing some help. Um, so just to be a positive light in that sense, uh, I know you said it, just going deep on the south side and, and, and a cub going down that far, um, that that's cool to me. But just being a human being and, and going to help people that really appreciate help was awesome. When Henry Aaron passed away, you were one of the first people that I thought of because of what he was like for you when you were down in Atlanta. As much as your as much comfort as you are in sharing what was your relationship with Henry Aaron like, and what will you always take away from your time that you spent with him? Um, you know, I was able to see Hank do a lot of special things before I even got to pro baseball, right, growing up in Georgia, not far from Atlanta. I think it really, um, it really hit me as far as him being a huge icon and what he's meant to – the world, our country, of course, but the world and moving things along for civil rights and equality when I got to see him hand the Olympic torch off to Muhammad Ali in Atlanta. And that's that's a moment I'll never forget in my life. But then having a chance to come up through the brave system, um, to be able to be pulled off to the side privately by Hank and have him approach me and just, you know, just want to talk and just kind of foreshadow some things for me let me know this is how certain things are going to look this is how things are going to feel when you step out on the field for the first time you know enjoy that this is the same game you've always loved play that and and never lose sight of why you started playing 
but also realize that you're an African-American, you're a black baseball player, you're from where you're from, you understand how the South is. Certain things are going to be tough. Certain things are going to be tougher than others, and you didn't ask for that. And sometimes, no, people are going to treat you how they treat you just because of who you are, and sometimes you're going to get treated other ways because of the color of your skin. But don't shy away from certain things. You know, still have conversations, still be yourself, still be a great teammate, still love and respect the game that you love and go out there and, and not take any of those moments for granted. And just hearing those words before I was even able to set on a set foot on a major league field, you know, helped me have a clear picture on, okay, yeah, you've loved this game since you were five years old and, and you played it, you strive for this goal to be a major league baseball player. But now here's some more reality. And it was a you know, it was it was a father figure type, you know, moment for me and then before opening day happened, you know, getting to talk to Hank leading up to that game. Um, if anything, I know there were there were a lot of nerves when it comes down to someone playing their first major league game, you know, opening up at home, um, you know, thirty minutes from where I grew up, uh, you know, packed house playing the Cubs. Right, all these things going on. I mean, also you talk about people talk about a lot about the hype and and the media at the time for someone like myself at 20 years old, Hank helped me stay calm and all that because it was like, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, you're about to go out here and play this game. Oh, you're going to, you know, I'd love to have you catch the first pitch. Um, you know, the Braves set that up. But for me, you know, that can be a lot to ask of a 20-year-old kid who hasn't played a game in the major leagues yet. But the fact that I was able to do catch that pitch from Hank Aaron, everything felt normal. Everything felt like I'm a kid. I'm getting to catch the ball from an idol, um, and that I can go play this game I love in front of someone like himself, and then everything else will be at peace. So just just being able to be touched by Hank before and after um, starting my baseball career, um, you know, is something I'll never take for granted. Does it even feel real? Like, because when you think about it, like that guy is is such a legend. You were friends with that guy. Like it's it's such a strange thing. No, it's it is strange. You know, that's a that's a part of the game, and those are those are kind of parts of this game that that I feel like you know is is the humbling part of on the side. Like, there's a lot of tough things about baseball. There's a lot of tough things about the business side of any aspect of entertainment in an industry. You can't please everyone. There's going to be things that well, people come at you, all, all that stuff. But things like having an opportunity to you know be alongside Hank Aaron. Um, you know, play in the stadium that, you know, again, like I said, the Olympic torch, you know, he he was a part of that ceremony. Um, having his 750, uh, 715th home run baseball be a picture on the backside of the batter's eye when you're approaching the stadium. Just just feeling his presence in aura and, and um, you know, in Atlanta it was a special thing. So, no, it doesn't feel real. Um, you know, it's still, you know, wild to think that he's gone, you know, along with uh, – you know, a few other Braves, you know, legends that have just passed recently. But, again, it makes it all worth it in the grand scheme of you know, how hard it is to play this game. A wonderful human being and, and a great American. Uh, Hank Aaron was just amazing. And, and I implore anyone who's a fan of baseball or, you know, civil rights to look at the history of Hank Aaron and what he's done throughout his entire life. Jay, as always, man, I love talking with you. I appreciate it. Continue good health. I'm wishing you a lot of luck. I, I hope to see you continue to have the, the type of work that you were getting done last season, and and I hope to see you soon, man. I'm hoping that 
we get to a place where we can get back into the clubhouse and we can chop it up. No, absolutely, bro. I appreciate it, man. I'm looking forward to getting back to Chicago with this group. I'm excited about our team and ready to go out here and compete with these dudes. I'm going to have some fun. Looking forward to seeing people back out there at Wrigley. And, man, you, you do the same, bro. Stay safe, and I hopefully, hopefully see you soon. You got it, man. Stay good. That is Jason Hayward. How can you not root for that guy? 